0: Plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And we
1: are Cantrip Cartel. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here, and we're here to talk magic. (laughs) How you doing today, Matt?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, We had a little bit of a get-together this weekend, so that's basically the... a lot of fun. Yeah, um... You were proof. there, so this will cover both of our weekends pretty Pseudo much.
1: Pseudo proof that you can literally just text Matt and guilt your way into hanging out with us.
0: That's the thing. Like if
1: I actually had a fucking blast. I wasn't planning yeah, it was on a good time. I wasn't planning on Mark being there and uh, Mark's a friend of ours from work where we left and he heard about it and he was like, I want to come hang out.
0: And well, we, we talk. Like, he listens to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he listens to it and he's like, Well, what the fuck, guys? I'm not invited. So I was like, Well, you can come. You're 100% yep. invited.
1: So and he came to hang out. We had a really good time. It was a yep. lot of fun. We, uh, I played a little Stardew Valley game's okay, solidly okay. But, uh, they were all playing Stardew Valley. Apparently, I jokingly destroyed like eight potatoes and that's an annoying amount of potatoes to destroy.
0: It is early on. So the way the game works is it snowballs. So you start out with 15 or parsnip seeds I, see. I get it and then 500 gold yeah so like in like even like three yeah. or four weeks into the game that's not much money but at the yeah. very start that's like all your money
1: that, that when you say like that it makes sense it's, it's like if i <laughs> if i trashed your first like diamond pickaxe
0: yeah you'd be like what the fuck yep and it's like that's all I have. Like, yeah. up until I've been playing for two hours, and that's, you just destroyed my cumulative two hours. Yeah, I so, get that, I get that. I mean, again, so I was it, it just fucking really around, annoying. I went over and just,
1: like, destroyed, like, four or five of them, and that was, like, looking at me like,
0: what the fuck are you doing? Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> right, you're actually fucking this up. I'm over here trying to fish to get everybody money, <laughs> yeah. like, me and Noah are going hard on the fishing, because, like, I was like, well, I'll fish, because it's kind of a, like, the fishing from everyone I've talked to, the fishing seems kind of divisive. Because like I don't personally like the fishing minigame. It's not terribly hard, but it doesn't and represent fishing a of it. at yeah. all. Like it's not an accurate representation no. of fishing, which threw me off at first. Uh but once you just practice at it a little bit, it's not even even annoying. It's just kinda like it's kinda like relaxing, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So like the last playthrough I did, I started on my Switch, I went hard on fishing early on and made a bunch of money and was able to snowball like to the point where like I've Got a very good setup within the first like three weeks yeah. of the game. So like I'm on cruise at this point, cruise control now. So I was like, Well, I'm gonna we've got four people playing. I'll just take that mm-hmm. and I'll just set us all up so we can just kind of do whatever we want because yeah. I wasn't sure how far this was gonna it's go. Turns out Noah also Noah, Noah loves fishing. Yeah. I was willing to fish. Yeah, Noah wanted to fish, and that's a big difference. So we just uh played uh Stardew Valley and then ended up bitching about work quite a bit. Um yep. Which is fine. It's kind of funny from the outside looking in to it watch our former uh, workplace just descend into chaos. Slightly, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was uh what are Sunday. You,
1: are you guys still playing Stardew Valley? Did, has anybody hopped on and played? I guess it's I guess it's only Tuesday, so I forget. It's only been a few. days. Yeah, I
0: I still like I have my I have several files of Stardew Valley. Uh huh. So like I just started one on Switch on my Switch uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've got like one on PC that I put like. I think I've put like three or four hundred hours into PC Stardew Valley. I've put another three to five hundred hours on PlayStation Stardew Valley games like total. Like it's one of my favorite games by far. Yeah, it's not hard, but it's really relaxing. So like it's something that I can do after work when like I'm like weekends, you know, I don't typically play it on the weekends because like on the weekend I'm not like pre-stressed. So I'm willing to engage in like Mm -hmm. a more stressful challenging thing after i get home from work i don't want to beat my head against a wall fighting bosses or doing mm-hmm. any of that crap i want to just have some fun the music is really nice the game is beautiful the storyline is actually really good it's not like it doesn't have like a main storyline quest but you get to know all the villagers and they all have their unique quirks and stuff and they're written really well uh there's been there's a couple moments that i was like oh that's really sweet like yeah stuff like that and there's some that are really funny like there's a a woman named leah she's like this artist who lives in the woods basically and you start to date her and they all have like events so they all have hearts and as you give them gifts you gain hearts with them and then when you enter certain zones at certain times you do you trigger events with them Mm -hmm. well one of them you take leah uh out for a date like a picnic in the park or something like that i don't remember the exact details and her ex-boyfriend shows up and she punches him in the face (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) i was like get him leah <laughs> Sitting Stuff like in the that. background
1: watching Leah beat up her ex-boyfriend <laughs> yeah. for harassing her. Yep,
0: that's basically what happens. So like it's 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 a really fun game, but it's it's not something where you're gonna sit down and like challenge yourself or something like that. So although I will say the cavern, the skull cavern is within the realm of Stardew Valley reasonably difficult, Mm -hmm. especially when you first go there. By the time you get like a full set of gear and whatnot, it's not bad. But when you first go there, I mean, you saw those flies. Yeah, I did. There's like like, bigger versions of them and they take about 30 to 40% of your health and there can be like five or six coming at you at once. I did that like two or three times and I was like, I'm going to go fishing.
1: And I went and fished.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's basically what I did on Sunday is Saturday, I think. I just kind of sat around and played Valheim. So... I like that. Those are the kind of games I typically speaking like to play. I love little survival yeah. games. Simple. My favorite show is a survival show. It's called TV. Alone.
1: PVE yep. style.
0: Yep. So, that's usually what I play. How about you? Other than obviously, I know how your Sunday went.
1: Yeah, it was okay. The first part of the Sunday was pretty rough. We got a fridge on Sunday. We finally oh, yeah, get that's right. finally yep. get to get a fridge. So, I spent most of the day Saturday. Uh, Sarah and I we cleaned the house. Uh, I like we've got a game plan. We measured all the doors. We only had one door. The fridge kind of fit out of and into because it's the same fridge.
0: Was it your side door?
1: No, it was the front door. Oh, they had the to front door was the biggest front. door we had. Gotcha. So I but had, that's where I,
0: you've got your fence, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I put a big gate on it. That's good. So it's all, it was all fine. Uh, but I ended up taking the door off the hinges just to get as much room as possible, yep. which we needed it. Uh, taking a bunch of stuff off, which I did on Saturday, as like practice to make sure it all like came yep. apart well.
0: Last thing you need to do is just break while, your door or, while they're
1: waiting on me yeah. and strip a screw out, and now we're fucked. So I did that, Uh, we got the old fridge out, we had to take the doors off to get it out, and the new one came in without the handles, so it was okay, but it was like, it was touching. It was tight. It was touching. But we got it in, got it set up, that was good. While we were um, unloading the new fridge, my dad had swung by to pick up some stuff, he's in the process of moving out, so you know, on top of my mortgage going up, my fridge going out, I went ahead and checked my propane tank, because I haven't checked it in a little while, and it was at 25%, (laughs) which if you do not fill it before 20, they'll fine you. Gotcha. They charge you for a leak check. Oh! Uh, if you let it fall below twenty percent, they make you pay for a leak check. That's
0: it, what's the reason? I don't want to say that's weird. What do you know the reasoning behind that? I'm assuming it's
1: based around one. They told you not to let it get below twenty yep. percent. So if you did let it get below twenty percent, presumably it's because it's leaking, and you're not you weren't paying it. You're, you they assume you're paying attention, and it's running out way faster than it should. So it must be leaking. Gotcha. And leak tests are like $70, 80 bucks. Yeah, at the which, end of the world, but. It's a pain in the butt, and so like on top of already being pretty freaking broke, I'm like mega broke now, and get paid on Friday, and I'm kind of like I have I did plasma this weekend, so I have enough money for gas, and my wife uh, got food for the house, and I think I have like ten dollars. Hey, so you're I, still in the black. I've got, I'm still in the <laughs> black. I've got a tank full of gas, and I've got uh, enough food to get me through the week, and I'll make it till Friday. We'll be fine. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, other than that, I did come have a great time on Sunday I had a lot of fun hanging out with uh with, with Mark and Matt for sure. Noah was there too didn't <laughs> fucking listens so it doesn't matter. Uh, but no, I had fun hanging out it was a lot of fun hanging out with everybody. uh Monday I went and had a awful night at Pioneer. I did utter dog shit. uh, you and I won the same number of matches actually mister yep.
0: I did I had a great night at Pioneer, but I also did not play well yeah. I shouldn't say I didn't play well. um didn't go well. I was one and two. you went one and two yeah um I had. Good games, yeah. My first round, I trounced the guy, he's one of the newer guys. He was he's basically playing a much worse version of mono green devotion, Uh just like green stuff. That was the I
1: think it was uh, Ethan, it was the first time he'd brewed that deck up, yeah. So,
0: like, that was um, I don't want to say a foregone conclusion, I'm not trying to insult him, but like what our two decks were doing were just not on the same thing. He's not playing a competitive deck at all. Uh, so I won that one, but since I won and then Fletcher won, I got paired with Fletcher, and we had three really close games. Uh, it does drive me nuts. I keep losing to him, and I'm a turn away, and I always go second.
1: That's what we're talking about. We, we <laughs> like, I, st- I talked about on the way home like how I, the games went, and he was like, every time it was he board wiped ten creatures off, and I was like, oh, so the turn,
0: the yeah. turn before you, it was lost. literally if I win the, win the dole, die roll, I win the round. Yeah, and that's, it's it's a running joke at this point that I almost never go first. Yep. So that's pretty funny. It is what it is. I don't really care, but uh, that's. That leads me to something. so I was, so one of the reasons I like playing is I do like, I almost always take a pre-built list yeah. and kind of tweak it. I don't yep. overhaul lists, but I'm like, I didn't really like this card or whatever, and I want to play with some you stuff. Tune it up. And I was talking about heroic intervention, and I don't need heroic intervention. What I need is Golgari Charm. What's that one? So Golgari Charm is a black and a green for an instant. Uh, It's got three options. The first one is all creatures get minus one, minus one. The second one is regenerate each creature you control. Oh, that's pretty good. So it's almost heroic intervention. Pretty close
1: when it matters. And then the third
0: one is destroy target, uh, and it's either artifact and enchantment or just enchantment.
1: Gotcha. So like, it's just better if you have black.
0: If you have black, and I do. Like I, there's like three lands that don't produce black. Yeah. Technically, like it's like four overgrown tombs, four land war wastes, four blooming marsh. Sweet. So, like, I was like, and most importantly, because I've been playing on a budget a little bit, it doesn't cost fifteen dollars. It costs fifty cents. Nice. That's so way better. Also, I ordered those this morning. Yep. So those will be hopefully by next week. <laughs> uh, they should. They. I you... ordered them from Cool Stuff, oh, so, so you I should you actually could, yeah. get them. TCG.
1: You'll get them on Christmas.
0: Yeah, I still haven't. I was just talking to Amanda about that. So I, when I ordered my Hunt Masters, for that, I was only playing with three Hunt Masters last night, and that's all the best. Uh, no, it's uh, I can't remember what it's. called. What the first word is it? But it's it's a two two for two. Uh, whenever an elf etbs, you get a one one elf. This only triggers once a turn.
1: Oh, Elvish Warcaller. Yeah, or Master or something.
0: Whatever that is. And yeah, Warmaster, not Huntmaster. I was thinking of another one. Whatever doesn't matter. And then it's got the seven mana uh, elves you control get plus two plus two and Death Touch. Yeah. Um. So I was only playing with three of those because I'm still waiting. Uh-huh. It's now been fifteen days since I ordered these on TCG. Cool, I'm still waiting for one of them. Like it's ridiculous. So like I, I'm at the point where if I, if I'm not paying, if I'm not saving like a chunk of money, I'm just using Cool Stuff. Yeah. Because like I ordered my stuff on Cool Stuff, I mistakenly ordered it for pickup. They contacted me, so they reach out to me just because uh-huh. you know why wouldn't you? They're because they actually have good customer service. They reach out to me, we get it fixed over email. They ship it. And I still got it before any of my stuff from TCG. TCG's pretty and bad. And it left, like, two days late because I didn't even notice the email. Yeah. So, like, I ordered it, then it they sat... emailed me the next day. I didn't I see know. it till the day after that, and then they still got it to me quicker than I TCG. Know, it's... Like, it's just absurd at this point.
1: Yeah, you need to order stuff a month in advance from TCG. Right.
0: So, like... I, I didn't even look. I didn't even look the cards up on TCG. I was like, "Why bother? Mm-hmm. It's ninety nine cents to get my stuff shipped from Cool Stuff, and it will be here probably by realistically by Monday. I ordered it this morning. I'd yeah. be shocked if it wasn't here by Monday. So, hopefully by then, I might have my last yeah <laughs> of the other dude, the Hunt Master, War Wh- Master, whatever he is, and your Golgari and my Golgari charms. Nice. So, because uh, I was looking up, so Fletcher and I were talking about it and. Somebody top aided at an energy NRG uh series like 5K with elves. Uh-huh. So I was looking at his list and we're very close, but he had two Golgari charms in yep. his side. Where I because that's the whole night I'm just like, I need something to prevent board wipes. Yep, that's what happens like, matters. All I need to do is like, cause I'm in those situations, and when I have five elves on the board, there's no reason to sandbag one. Uh-huh. But like, if I have heroic intervention or Golgari charm, I can like just Okay, well, they now have four mana. Yep. Or, like, going into their turn four, now we I just don't commit that turn, and, you know, I can play enough on turns one, two, and maybe three to force a board wipe. They commit, and again, we're not playing in force of will formats. Yep, you
1: basically counterspell it.
0: They, I can counterspell it, then untap and probably either win or just yeah p- put myself in a much better situation. Yeah.
1: You get down to four, like, now you can recover from a board wipe.
0: Yeah. So. But overall, what? it was a fun deck. And then it, round
1: three, you just lost because you suck.
0: Uh, that was the, so (laughs) I had the opposite of you where you had, uh, horrible luck with your lands. I, game one was close, but I didn't go first. And again, it was a, he beat me by a turn. Yep. And then game two, I mulled to six after having a wildly unkeepable hand. And Uh my six was two clan callers, two shaper sanctuaries, a layer of the Hydra and a Nykthos. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But what do you think elves does against mono black with five cards? Not good either. Yeah, you just can't. So I'm just like, I I have no good choice here. Maybe if I play a Sankt, like, because I've got, you know, every land in my deck is a live draw. Every Land War Elves is a live draw. Every Jaspera Sentinel is a live draw. So like It'd be fine. 70% of my deck, not to mention the other stuff that just costs like a green and a colorless. Uh Like, there's only a few cards in my deck I can't cast. And then I drew all of them.
1: Yep. <laughs> just, got, just got... I, I just, just like, died those with two... Yeah, but like, it happened... We all recognize yeah. that happens in Magic. It
0: happened one game out Usually, of the Usually,
1: it doesn't yeah. happen five fucking games a night, Yeah, but it just happens. Yeah, yep. so my feel-bad story is I fu- I don't know why I can't draw lands with this goddamn deck. I just did the math for funsies. I run 25 lands in the deck. It's a pretty man-hungry deck. That's 41.5% yep. per draw.
0: So well, for- I've actually... So, I also... So there's a there's a calculator you can use that will you input how many lands you have in your deck, uh, but somebody already did it and just put a, the numbers up. With 25%, you have a 80 something per, or 25 lands, you have an 80 something percent chance to have four lands by turn four. Yeah, assuming you Mulligan. Cool. All hands with either one or six lands.
1: Cool. That's yeah, that's reasonable. So game, I actually played Fletcher before because we hadn't played yet, just for funsies, and he's a reigning champ. He went 3-0 again. Dude's amazing. I mean, he's going to the regional championship for a reason. Yeah. Um. And we had a really fun game back and forth. He's playing a bring the light deck with the Orion. I'm bringing a like a control deck that's a little more mid rangey, and like I ended up winning that one back and forth. Tons of fun stuff. We play in the first round. I think game one. I had to. I, I can't mull to five against this deck. Like I I need resources to fight this deck. In my opinion, I can't mull to five, mull to four against this. Yeah. So I mold a six to give a two land hand, and I play my third land on turn seven. And my fourth land on turn nine, and that game it went long because I was able to answer his stuff. Fletcher did a wonderful job of never committing too much. He was in a position where he he never he was discarding the hand sides quite often, and there's absolutely no reason to stick two creatures when like yeah. this creature will kill him <clears> in three <throat> turns. So I'll just play this creature and stand behind it, and he won clearly. And then game two, uh, Mulligan to a two land hand again because I can't do any better than that. And then I on turn four or five got my third land. And then like turn six got my fourth and turn six or seven got my fourth. And we actually had a bit of a game. Came very close to that game. And just by the end of the game when we were said and done, he basically just, his deck is just better at the end game than mine is. His deck just, it's bring to light. So it just slams five to seven mana threats over yeah. and over and over. And just, it felt like when we got to the end of the game, just being four turns behind him, it felt like is on top of, yeah. on top I mean, of him just playing well and drawing well. I just, you know, if I hadn't have been, Four turns behind this entire game, I probably could have had a shot. Whatever, I was kind of salty about that one, but it happens. does not bother me. The first one doesn't bother me too much. I go home and play someone else. We had a great game. Oh, well, I had a great game against Mono Black. We sat down. He's like, "Good luck," and I was like, "Don't say that." <laughs> you don't. When I have good luck, people just lose, and I did. I I, I beat. I kicked his butt. Casey lost hard. Uh, I had all the answers. I had a good. I had the good draws where like I kept a three land hand, drew my fourth, fifth, sixth land, and we're good to go. Dream uh, with a with a deluge and all kinds of crap, <laughs> and came to. He just, we just kind of went back and forth, not doing anything. And he went like, oh, what's that thought, thought distortion? Yeah. Six mana uncounterable, exile all non creatures from your hand and graveyard. And so, like, I was left with two lands in my hand and rebuilt from it because I had like six lands on the board. Yeah. Just rebuilt. It was totally fine. Beat him. We won. Then I played against Ian. Ian had a really, he's been playing, he's been playing Mill forever. And so he loves trying to make Mill work. He's playing a lot more permanent-based mill now, things that, like, tap mill a card. Or mm-hmm. One of them was like, whenever a permanent enters a battlefield, under your control, your opponent mills one. And, like, game one, like, I kept a hand based on, you know, two fucking lands. That's all I can ever draw on my opening hand. Uh, it might have been three, but I had to mold a five. And I got three lands, and I think I kept a treasure cruise, because he's usually on mill. Milled me into my treasure cruise. I treasure cruised three times, and I cast one spell the entire game.
0: Other than treasure Cruise? yeah, because
1: I or I think <laughs> no, I cast like three treasure cruises and then yeah. one spell, cause yeah, because I just drew lands. I just drew I drew nothing but lands on turn twelve or whatever. half my decks in the graveyard. I had eight cards or seven cards in hand, six of them were lands. And the second game, I uh, I remember because it this it was uh, one land hand, two land hand, but they both ETB tapped, no land types, one land hand, mold a five to get a one land hand, and whatever, I, sure I keep and. You know, just don't draw my fifth, my fourth land until turn eight and lose. And so I was just like, so now I've gone up to twenty-seven lands in the deck because I don't understand, I don't understand why I'm not allowed to play Magic. Like on the numbers, this should eighty percent chance in the first. So it's eleven cards. The first four draws is eleven cards. Eighty percent chance, or how about two lands consistently? So you just have them. You just have bad nights. I had a very bad night. I've had a long week. I've had a rough weekend capped off with a very bad night it was still cool seeing everybody and I still had fun but it was a very bad night to play Pioneer you know who didn't have a bad night hopefully our patrons. So I want to give a shout out every week to our patrons. If you want to support the show in a very direct way, you can hit us up at Cantrip, or it's patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. Uh, Emperor, who puts our stuff on Reddit every week. We super appreciate him. Ramblin' Rogue, Derek and Ashley with the Family Gathering podcast. Eric, Monowolf, who was uh, the inspiration to our Force the Issue last week, which which was pretty well received. Uh, Ethan, CJ. Nate, who I should have his shirt in a day or two, and so uh plan on if you're listening next monday if you come out i should have your shirt as a as a as a as, a, as, a, as a, the correct whatever tier it is patron i think it's the tier two deck you get a free shirt after a few months and jameson our newest patron thank you very much who actually just got upgraded to level one judge so huge cra- yeah, correct congratulations
0: to uh, jameson
1: at legit judge uh he supports fiend artisan apparently it's In part, it's really good in the deck, and also he has dedicated sideboard slots to it now, and he wants people to play it to make his rest in pieces better. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, I don't think I have anything else, so how is Legacy looking?
0: The top eight looks pretty good. Cool. Uh, The rest of the top 32, not so much. Normal. But the top eight looks pretty good. Uh, There's Let's see, one, two, three, four. Before we get started,
1: I am ludicrously tired today. Matt's wife isn't feeling very well. We're gonna try and keep the episode at an hour today, guys. So we're gonna try and move this a little quicker because uh, it's been a very, very long month already. So quickly, Matt, how's Legacy looking?
0: Well, like, well, it's gonna be a little longer because there's seven decks in the top eight. <sighs> now, one of them is Blue Red Delver, so we can just discount that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we only need to talk and eight about cast. six. There's everything in eight cast. So, uh, but first, uh, we've got uh, Max Dorsion bringing it home with Doomsday. Uh, I. Already looked over the list. I didn't see anything that really stuck out to me in the main deck, but one of the cards that's been kind of making waves in several formats now is Shieldred, and he's got two Shieldreds in the side. So
1: I wonder what that. It, this isn't the. We had a transformational sideboard last week. We saw at a Dooms. It was, it was Doomsday, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yes, it was, it was Doomsday. Doomsday, and then it pivoted into.
1: Yeah, what did it pivot into? it Wasn't Wasn't graveyard based It was
0: something, some combo.
1: It was, it, like, every single card in the deck yeah. was around the combo. I can't remember what it is right now. But, yeah, I don't know what... So what's Sheldra doing in a Doomsday deck? What are you Sheldreding?
0: I'm looking. I'm just trying to look at the list to see if there's anything...
1: Is it just, like... Like, what comes to mind is the is an, is where we're going to stick it against, like, control decks, I guess. But you're going to try and stick a four-mana threat against a control deck?
0: To be fair, it is a very good threat. It is a very good threat. Especially when you got ponders and brainstorms. I mean, a brainstorm is, like, take six. It's... Yeah, it's pretty rough.
1: <laughs> so, I don't
0: I don't know if we talked about it or not.
1: I wasn't super high on Sheldred. Matt was way higher on Sheldred than I was, and it has outperformed.
0: I, I will say this. I didn't I didn't I it's not like I was like championing yeah, the card. No. You were but just I better than I was like, "Hey us. guys, like this probably yeah. isn't that bad." It's incredibly
1: outperformed my expectations and it's even outperformed Matt's expectation. In terms of it's a standard powerhouse, it's it's doing yeah, it's things all over in standard. Pioneer. It's
0: See and play in Pioneer. It's and, starting to crop up in Modern, I mean, and now we got it a little bit in Legacy. There's legacies. literally
1: six copies, at least, in the top eight of this yeah. challenge.
0: So, card's real.
1: Yeah, um, it
0: is. So, if you're interested in it, you probably want to get it now.
1: 50 bucks a piece Sooner already, rather yeah. than later.
0: Uh, Probably already missed the boat, although I never pay attention to pre-order prices, so I have no idea I, what a I was, pre-order.
1: It, I, it, started, it, was the, it was the Chase card, other than Liliana, yeah. so I mean...
0: But uh, it's one of the things we haven't really talked about is this card. So it's a 4-mana four 4-5 four, with Death Touch, a legendary uh, creature, Phyrexian Praetor. It costs, whenever,
1: it costs 2 black-black.
0: Yeah, 2 black-black. Uh, whenever you draw a card, you gain 2 life. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose 2 life. Yep. So the way I was initially looking at this is I automatically look at this as basically a 6-5 because it's always going to hit for 2. Mm-hmm. which increases its power effectively to six because it has death touch sort of i mean that's basically what it is because well, it, it will hit it will hit but like let me go through it because this is it gets a little weird and that's why to me this card was a little tricky to evaluate because if you look at it it effectively has six power but it's got like this weird pseudo evasion because it's got reach mm-hmm. it's also got weird vigilance because you're gaining two life every turn mm-hmm. so it's kind of blocking it's kind of got reach. It's always got that touch. It's saying, got a fat ass reach,
1: I'm like unblockable.
0: I'm yeah, but that's what I mean. Like yeah. not there's I know, reach. It, the keyword. Yeah. When it, I say reach, I'm I've been playing long enough. People used to refer to lightning bolt as reach. Yeah, because it because you're going over the table yeah. and re, yeah. They made reach into a keyword. It's got pseudo reach in that. It's got basically pseudo evasion. It's yeah. always gonna hit them for two it's, every turn. It's
1: doing damage. Yeah.
0: So it's it's got a lot of. It reminds me a lot of Questing Beast in that there's a lot of text here, but it's not nearly as like in your face. In your face as Questing Beast, where Questing Beast just puts all these keywords on it and then like eight lines of text. Yeah. This card has a bunch of text, but it's it's a little more subtle. And then that's before you take into account any of the actual advantages of the effects of whenever you draw a card, gain two life. Yeah. Well, that's very good when you're brainstorming yeah whenever they draw a card lose two life i mean that happened to me against uh dc doug yeah so like i wasn't even thinking i've got my leaf crown visionary and he's got a shield and i hadn't played against it before Yep. and i'm like okay yeah, i'll pay a green and draw a card he's like okay take two and i was like oh shit (laughs)
1: yeah well can't do that anymore because i was already at 10 changes the combat math a lot yeah
0: like i mean that i mean basically shuts that stuff down yep so that's it's a very yeah. real thing, especially I in mean, Legacy. If you can get this card to stick, it's a real threat. Like you said, Brainstorm costs six life now. Yeah, and it's one of those cards that because of that uh, pseudo evasion, vigilance, whatever you want to call that, the ability to reach over and tag your opponent without actually going in the red zone, yeah. Like you, what a lot of people are doing is they just throw down a shielded and protector and, protect her hide, hide, and hide, hide behind it. it. And yep. it's just like, this game will end in 10 turns max.
1: As an interesting thought experiment, if they banned a Brainstorm and printed Brainstorm, but you lose six life. You think it'd still see as much play? No. Is that too much?
0: I think that's way too much.
1: I bet four life would still see play. I bet four life would still see. Uh, it would uh, see a reduced a play. Ton of play.
0: But um, six. I I don't. I mean, you could maybe you, say in like aggro can, decks. You can only but cast like two. Games are real tight. Like yeah, the it margins just, for like legacy decks are very close. I mean, you see it all the time where it's just like you know a Delver match. I mean yeah, I get you. It's gotten a little bit out of hand with Murktide, but like Delver used to win by like. Just trying to get that last lightning bolt and doming you for three. Yeah. When it's just like, yeah, if you're just at, if you start I the know. game at fourteen, because you're gonna cast one I'm brainstorm. To, I'm just trying to make brainstorm okay. Yeah, I know. I'm trying it, to find out
1: what it is. Maybe it's five life. Maybe it's somewhere maybe it's draw three somewhere lose between five.
0: two and four. I think five would probably still be too many. But I mean, one wouldn't change it at all. I mean, one would be ideal because then it would at least have a cost. Yeah. It'd still see. It'd still see just as much play, that but would there do would be some. Well, it would. It, it wouldn't do anything to its numbers, but oh, so it would right. make the card a little bit worse. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it would. I was saying, like, in terms of, like, people playing it less, yeah, it would do nothing to its play rate. Yeah. Two Life, I think, would do nothing to its play rate. Three's
0: Three Three, needs-
1: maybe, four, five, almost certainly. Yeah.
0: Because, well, and again, a lot of... So you think about Brainstorm in the context of combo decks, most of the time they don't their life total's not super important. Mm-mm. Some care. Oh, if you're using, like, ad nauseum tendrils, six life is yeah, they a pro- lot.
1: Yeah, they probably would have, They'd stop running Control it.
0: decks, again, they care about their life total. That's yep, what they're trying to preserve to make the game go long. Delver, eh, probably not so much. Not. Like, they might still play it because it would give them an advantage. It'd be funny, though, in the mirror, you bored out all your brainstorms. <laughs> right. <laughs> because now they're two yeah. lightning bolts now for they're their they're double bolt. Right. Ugh. So...
1: I don't know. Interesting. Sorry, that's interesting to me.
0: No, I mean, that's that's what we're here to do is talk. Um, but yeah, I just thought Sheltered was uh, just an interesting pickup by Doomsday, obviously. If anybody has, like, that's one of the things. This is a new card in a deck that I don't know very much about. If yeah. there's something that, like, if there's something glaring that we're like, hey, you should be running it because of this, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at their sideboard, they've got, they also have, like, Opposition Agent. Like, this clearly isn't a sideboard that's, like, afraid to commit to the board for <laughs> these kind of effects. So... Duress chain of vapor. Yep. Interesting. Uh, in second place, let's see. This looks like green-white depths with minskin and boo and pyroblast. Yep. That is exactly what this is. Cool. It's called Naya Depths. Yep. It has I refused to call it Naya when it was just Pyroblast. I might start yeah. calling it Naya with it and Boo. It does have
1: literally one red pip in the main now. Right. It literally it literally took the one or two pyroblasts out of the main yeah. and put minsk and boo in.
0: Because that's that's just a principal thing to me. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everybody runs pyroblast. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean we've seen a, this deck a ton, Minsken Boo. Uh I haven't seen it crop up as much last week and this week, but it's still very much a thing. Yeah. So like uh, it's going to find its home in a couple decks. It looks like these land-based decks are pretty popular primarily because they're the ones that have red and green in them. Yeah, they're already they're already running green. They're, yeah, there's no reason not to like
1: they they are they're already running green and the cost of red is very low. Right. Because you have you've seen some Simic style decks or Bant decks or Azorius decks. The cost for green those pretty high in those decks. This deck they already have the green and the cost of red is is very very low.
0: And they're still it's still trying to effectively accomplish the same game plan. So like with depths, your yeah your game plan is to you know kill them with a uh, Merit Lage, but you're still trying to win through the red zone. Uh-huh. And Minskin Boo does a decent impression of a Merit Lage, to be yeah. perfectly honest. After two turns it does. <laughs> so like it's just an additional way to like mm. still play your same game plan. But the nice thing is, Minskin Boo is the answers that you bring in for Merit Lage don't answer Minskin Boo as well. Yep. So it allows you to attack on a different access axis that you're not normally on. Uh,
1: one interesting interaction I hadn't thought of with Minskin Boo, and this is a very sidelined thing, but uh, these decks usually run so it has Glacial Chasm in the side. Mm-hmm. So one Glacial Chasm and two Minsk and Boos. You can absolutely win the game through a Glacial Chasm. It says you cannot attack. Minsk and Boo flings things.
0: Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, it's not huge, but you can huddle yeah. up behind a Glacial Chasm. You can hide it and then
0: dome them. Well, you, and you can fling your Merit Lage. You,
1: Mer- you, you can still make Merit Lage and fling it. You, yeah. could, you, could just, you can just uptick Boo a few times and fling him for 15. Like, I'm not sure it's a huge line you chase down, but it's an option now where you can totally win... While your glacial chasm is up.
0: Well, and I mean, the, that kind of stuff is one of the reasons why A, I play, I enjoy magic, and B, I enjoy legacy, at least in theory. Obviously, uh-huh. I haven't been playing as much legacy with uh, Delver Menace. And but playing, like, you're so good. Yeah, and pioneers a lot of fun, but like that's one of the things I like is like those little interactions where like a newer player isn't going to see these kind of lines where a much more experienced player is going to. Mm-hmm. Now, that one isn't necessarily like super hidden because I mean you've got a fling printed yeah. and you got a 2020. It doesn't take too much but, to figure out, yeah. but like that's something that on the surface you're just like
1: there's synergies that are not immediately yeah. obvious.
0: And I that's one of the things I love about Magic in general. It's just the it's got a very it's got a reasonably low Floor and mm-hmm. a very high ceiling in my yeah. opinion. All right, third place we've got Mono Red Prison. Let's see which type this is.
1: This seems a little yeah. More this like is Mono Red Stompy. Yeah, it, but... I mean, like, we have the chat. We have the chalices. We got chalice. and, the trinospheres. and guess... blood moons,
0: and blood moon. Yeah, I, I mean, they missed the blood moon. Yep, this the... is pretty much all the prison. Yeah, ones. you're right. This is prison. I
1: saw the eighteen creatures, and I was like, this seems a lot more. Yeah. Well, they not...
0: still normally run quite a few creatures, although some of them don't really count because yeah, same like yeah, spirit guy doesn't count. Has and fury. fury, Fury's a creature, but it's mostly removal it's mostly removal
1: Hazrat's pretty cool
0: yeah Hazrat's cool uh, again those that's just the mana cost on it's perfect like yep. these kind of things are just they the three mana is obviously everything would be great if it just cost less but like four is also really good yeah so because you can still with, with, with all your with, soul lands yeah. it's uh,
1: four isn't three but it's pretty close yeah i mean like these decks fucking drop cr- or uh transfer on turn one a lot
0: yeah which sucks.
1: <laughs> I hate it. As an yeah, Elms too. player, I hate it. I mean, as as a, as a blue-white control player, I hate it too.
0: Because, like the chalice doesn't bother me as much because, like, I can just Allosaur Shepard. Yeah, and, and you get can re- it.
1: You can remove it relatively cheaply too. Yeah,
0: transfer always costs three to remove minimum. <laughs> yep. So, but yeah, we've uh, this pretty similar. i a full
1: a full four mirror breaker. Yeah, full of the mirror breaker.
0: Yep. And then we don't have anything really interesting in the side. This
1: six man Chandra seems to be seeing yeah. more and more play. This Chandra Awakened Inferno, I'm seeing it a lot more often. It's just, it's just really good anti Delver, anti control card where, it it sticks and if it lives, it it sticks and wipes the board often enough. Yeah. It also sticks and even if it only lives for two turns, it does put a clock on your opponent. Not well, and it does one. exactly
0: what this deck kind of wants it to do, where like you. You're fine putting a couple emblems on there and sitting back. Yeah. Because like your the whole goal of this deck is to prevent them from doing anything. Yep.
1: Just slow them down enough.
0: Yeah. And when
1: they're when they're bleeding, I mean, you're probably still attacking. You've probably done some damage and they're just bleeding. They're taking a shock every turn. Yeah. Um, well, I watched uh, I did watch Phil Gallagher play a uh, challenge with this and one of the things that he talked about and it struck me watching him play is this deck has absurd top decks. Mm-hmm. So it goes in pretty heavy turns one and two usually and it's down to one or two cards. But it usually has one or two cards, four mana, five mana, and stupid top decks.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the advantages of, of those soul lands. Yeah. But the flip side is, it's to me, its top decks are kind of coin flips because like you also top deck your third chalice. Yep. Or your second Trenosphere or a Chrome Mox after you already have six mana. Yeah, like you, with, it has a lot of like there, there. What I the way I always think about them is Land of War Elves, because yep. Land of War Elf is great on turn one and it's horrible on turn eight. Yep, and it has a lot of Land of War Elves, so to speak. Yeah, it does. But it's, it does. It's hot. It's top end is also back breaking. <laughs> yeah. So and it has zero
1: manipulation too, which is rough. Yeah. I mean, the Fable of Mirror Breaker is kind of helpful, but it's slow. It's expensive.
0: And because that's your only manipulation, you're not going to see it every game. Nope. Or four of them. Yeah, like
1: you may see you you can probably see one of them most games, but not like brainstorm where you. Yeah, well, like compared
0: to the cantrip decks, yeah, you're, you're going to
1: see two brainstorms and two ponders a game probably.
0: Yeah, which allow you to see every other card in your deck. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. God forbid you're DRC.
0: Right. Uh, fourth place, we've got a. M- this isn't titled. I'm going to call it mono black aggro. I don't know what else to call it it's not in the strictest sense only an aggro deck but this is a very aggressive deck it's curves I mean, out it's, it's got dark
1: rituals it's like an aggro combo deck or a, yeah. maybe like a mid-rangey combo deck can you i get like can you call it aggro when the stuff's so expensive it runs dark ritual but
0: well i mean realistically so it runs all the soul it's lands. Curved, like so you go turn one thought turn two either uh dothi voidwalker or turok then turn three Riding Regisaur or oh. turn one riding Regisor. I mean that's
1: brutal. It is uh, when you start swinging in for seven a
0: turn. Like well. this is a very aggressive deck. Now back in the day, something like this, all these things would cost you life, and we would just call this suicide black. Yeah. That's basically what this deck is: is a power crept suicide black deck. Yeah, like if you replace riding Regisor with I mean, like, uh, Phyrexian Negator, that's what you're deck, looking at.
1: This deck is almost a carbon copy of the mono red deck except black. And isn't the prison, instead of prison pieces, it's combo. It has combo pieces. Yep. It has Helm of Obedience and Leyland of the Void combo. Main and then just deck. And 17 creatures that you're going to power out with Dark Ritual, Chrome Mox, and Ancient Tomb.
0: Yep. Things
1: mm. like Opposition Agent, Sheldred. We have four copies of Sheldred yes. in the main.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that card's good. In this kind of deck, that good. In card's this kind good. of deck, it's good, yeah. No, again, this I don't think Sheldrake's going to be some legacy all-star. It's a 4 mana black card, and black is probably the worst card color in Legacy at the moment. Yeah. But... It does get Dark Ritual. It is... I mean, turn two Sheldrake's rough. I mean, it dodges a ton of removal in the format. It does. It
1: do, Yeah, it dodges. Especially
0: when everybody's loaded up on Pyroblast and it does, shit. <laughs> it
1: dodges Pyroblast, Hydroblast, Prismatic Ending, uh, Lightning Bolt. Fury. Uh, fury, because that does four. Yep. Uh, it... it dodges a unholy heat that isn't delirious. Yep. It blocks a lot of things.
0: It blocks everything on the ground.
1: Yeah, but you don't want to trade it. You, yeah. Presumably you're not trading well, no it. One, but I
0: mean, like, within the within the legacy metagame, yeah. there's all... Unless we're talking about, like, spicy decks, there's almost nothing that attacks into it sheltered on the ground.
1: Not very... No. And like you said, it does have that pseudo, like, whatever whatever you are attacking, if I can't block it, it has two less damage. It has yep. two less damage a turn. Uh, I don't think... Do we have any way to draw cards in this deck?
0: Uh, no, we don't. No, so you're not nothing. getting
1: extra life off of that, but yeah. still. And
0: okay. then, we didn't even discuss it, it's also got Karn in there with a wishboard. Yeah. So it's got Karn, Mycosense, Lattice on this, top of a bunch of other stuff.
1: This deck is absolutely have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. I want a chance to combo my opponent out quickly. I want a chance to Karn and lock the game down. And I want a chance to beat him to death with aggressive, efficient black creatures. Yeah.
0: If this is the kind of deck, if I wasn't going to play Elves, and I had this, I would sleeve this up and play it. But I have... Almost none of this, and it's like twenty two hundred dollars. Oh. So, I mean, Only
1: twenty. You could sell two dual lands. I don't get me wrong. I could have this deck. The problem is almost. I mean, a third of that is in three city of traders.
0: Well, no, to be fair. Oh my
1: god! Ancient tombs
0: are what seventy dollars, eighty dollars a piece. I guess I hadn't considered that. I do have two city of traders. Oh my god! Ancient tombs are eighty bucks a piece. Yep, and I've got four ancient tombs. I feel and I've got bad. One I think helm.
1: I, I think I bought Mike's ancient tomb for like. 25, 30 bucks.
0: Yep. Sorry, Mike. Well, it kind of waffles back and forth. It dropped when it got reprinted. And then it's just, it hasn't been reprinted since Eternal Masters. Man, I had the so. chance
1: to buy his Pack Fresh Lion's Eye Diamond for like 250 bucks.
0: You miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yeah, you sure do.
1: I almost bought it as a funsy for my Muldrotha deck. And I was like, eh, I don't spend the money on it. Right. Well, That's That a is a lot of money to. $1,000 dollar card. Yep. It's probably the right call at the time. It was. Oh, yeah, it, it was, but
0: it hurts. So. Uh, sorry i didn't go over the sideboard much on that it's uh, a it, i look yeah. at it as a card it's wishboard. a card wishboard with plague engineer
1: yeah i don't see anything in there that, like like the sovereign console of flagship is one of the craziest things we've started to see in these uh wishboards but with karn it makes sense because you have to crew it yep it just becomes that creature with all that shit.
0: yeah and oh. it's a very good creature if you don't have to crew i mean yeah. it's a good creature even if you do have to crew it and the funny thing is if you look at this almost every creature in their deck can crew it yeah, the only thing that can't crew is, it
1: is the Turok, and that's if you don't make them discard anything. Which yeah. I guess we're not running a we're not we're we got four Thoughtseize, but yeah, t- you don't want it. You're not holding your Thoughtseize for your Turok, but it does make Thoughtseize a better top deck. Yeah, but yeah, like it, everything does crew it in the event that you do end up casting it.
0: Yep. Yeah, because I mean, it's not three unfeasible not that you get it and then they just kill your card.
1: Yeah, but you just slam a. Dothie Voidwalker. Yeah. And Bastion <laughs> for five.
0: Yeah, and Dome. Doesn't it bolt twice or something like it that? It bolts something. It's I uh, should have looked. I
1: I think it bolts creature. Probably bolts. Creature Creatures or are pl-
0: I think it's creature and planeswalker. Yeah. So
1: does pretty good crowd control on the board on the Yeah, when it enters the
0: battlefield or attacks, it deals three damage to our creature or Planeswalker and opponent controls.
1: Good value. Yep. So Fuck your Delver. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: fifth place, we've got another red prison deck. This is Pretty close to the one we talked about before. A couple fewer trinnerspheres. We've got a, a one of the squeeze uh, yeah, that we talked the, about a couple weeks squee, ago. The new squeeze,
1: um, two two with haste. That e. when it attacks makes a one one goblin that it's atta- atta- attacks and it has uh, unearth for four or not unearth. Uh, what's the uh, uh, escape escape for four?
0: Yeah, but otherwise the deck is very similar,
1: almost the same actually, yeah. almost exactly the same.
0: Yep. What's the chaos of the? Oh yeah, we talked about. That. And then in sixth place. I believe this is yep, this is four color control. Uh, this is where we've been seeing a lot of minskin boo. This is
1: onzid's. This yeah. is this is on this isn't on rock playing, but this is honorog's list. I mean, it makes sense we have someone else picking it up. It won two challenges in a row.
0: Yeah. It's pretty good.
1: Like that's gotta feel good as a as a deck designer, deck brewer, deck builder to be like, hey, look, win win, everyone plays now. The funny now. thing is,
0: Jake, I mean, now being four color makes it ridiculously expensive. But this is very similar to what you used to play in the Oko era. I mean, mm-hmm. you're basically replacing Oko with Minsk and Boo, and you got your Kowattles. Your uh, Endurance is new. Yeah. Uh, your Uros, You got Narset. You got your spell suite that's in this every deck. Yep. The blue white spell suite. Yeah, the blue white spell suite, but we've now grown because you have to run expressive iteration. Yep. And then you got, you know, Life from the Loam was a one off and, and then, then you have the things that make a Yorian deck yep. a Yorian deck. You've got yeah. Abundant Growth, which replaces Astrolabe. It's, it's <laughs> like, similar. It's a it's very similar. It, it's going to be playing in a, a very similar kind of style. Yep. And that
1: it's that Protect the Queen kind of stick, a Minsk. I mean, but, you know, there's a lot of things where if you stick, you stick an Uro and, and you make it happen and you're winning, yeah. you stick a Narset, you're in a good spot. You stick a Minsk, Minsk and Boo, you're in a good spot.
0: Yep. But yeah, we've talked about this one quite a bit, too. Yeah, since it, uh, the, it was
1: so prevalent the last few weeks, we've gone over it, and I don't see anything... I don't see innovations in this list this week.
0: No. The uh, the only thing... We, we've seen it before. There's Kozilek's return in the side. It, there's these oh. sweepers that kind of, like... People cycle through, depending on what they're expecting in the meta.
1: This doesn't belong here, but uh, Tangent, this is our first one of the night. Hey. Uh, Tim, Timothy, from the Cantor Cartel Facebook page, is doing a wonderful job of reminding me every time I fuck up, uh, which is good. Call me out. I'm not above being called out for being wrong. The big one that he hit last week, there was one he hit a couple weeks ago that I forgot to mention, and I'm sorry. I've already forgotten it. He'll remind me, I'm sure. But this one is, last week I was talking about um, Tenacious Underdog. Yep. When you blitz it, you only draw a card if it dies, not if it leaves the battlefield, gotcha. which is very different.
0: But don't you have to sacrifice it at the end of turn?
1: You do. But if they were to bounce it to your hand yeah. or swords to plowshares, if it's exiled or bounced, you do not get that draw card. You only get it if it dies. But you do sacrifice it, I think, at the end of turn or end of combat, one of those. Yeah. So I was wrong. He is correct. And that's a and huge difference. In Legacy, it's a huge difference. That's, not, Legacy, even, huge that's difference. not even remotely close and to And in Modern,
0: because you've got, like, uh, Solitude and
1: yes, stuff so, like that. But... Very, very different. Sorry about that.
0: Uh, seventh place, we've got blue-red Delver. Uh Ooh, just, yeah, I mean, nah, no, Hey, one in the top eight's not bad. No, I, I'm actually, yeah, you're right. I'm, I, I shouldn't be upset about saying It's the in other while. seven in the top 32 yeah, that well, are a problem. Shush. Uh, doesn't look like there's anything new here, so I don't want to go over this again. We got one Maddening Hex. That card seems to be sticking around. That's I think about the fun. most interesting
1: thing <laughs> Mark. About so, Mark listens to our podcast. I, there's a few people I've heard of that do. Doesn't play Magic, doesn't get Magic, just likes listening to us talk about Magic, because we... I have found that I do it, too. Like, I find people passionate about things, and they, I like I like watching them be passionate. And he knows you hate Is it Delver. I do, too. But he knows how much you hate Is it Delver. And he's like, doesn't know what Is it Delver is, doesn't know what it means, but he knows you hate it.
0: Well, and the thing is, I don't even hate it. I used to play it. I've yeah. got it. I hate how b- prevalent yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just, there's no excuse for having this stuff stick around this long. Yeah. Like...
1: What world is Wizards living Whoa, in? Oh, big changes into the eighth place list.
0: Yeah, so eighth place, we've got Rizzlepuff. Oh, I also wanted to mention I uh, it was X J Cloud with in fifth place with uh Mono Red Prison. We always try to shout out like Oh, the big I forgot. Names. Yeah, he
1: played. he he plays uh Death and Taxes and yeah. Red Death and Taxes.
0: Yep. Uh then in eighth place we've got Rizzlepuff playing eight cast. By big
1: changes I mean there's two Caprican here instead of yeah. three. Yep. That card really waned, didn't it? I mean like it's an insanely powerful card. It just went from it, it went it made the the transition of ruining legacy to we can probably answer that oh, now it's two
0: there yeah i mean this was one of those like the this sky, again this is one we called where it was just like guys calm down the, it's good in one deck
1: yeah, the sky was falling for a little while for a
0: lot of people people were just like oh my god it's caprican in here it's gonna take over because it like top aided a couple challenges uh-huh, and stuff because like it was new and yeah. it was it, it was new. It was difficult to answer.
1: Like, think about how much Uro wrecked Legacy for a little while. Yeah. And then we kind of just learn how to play around it. You learn how to answer it. Yeah. well, and, Unfortunately, we haven't done that with Merktide yet.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a line of, like, this card shouldn't exist, but it's probably fine within the context of Legacy. And then there's, this card shouldn't exist, and it's clearly not fine within the context of Legacy. So, that's the line, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kepa near is probably clearly okay. Fine.
0: I mean, it's... It is so... Like, this is, again, we've talked about it before, but we've. it's been a while since we've seen 8-cast. Like, this card, in my opinion, is how you design stupidly powerful cards. It's so narrow.
1: Yeah. It fits like, in one play style.
0: Yeah. It sees play as a two to three of in one deck. It's very yep. strong and it does nothing else. Yep. As opposed to something like express, Expressive Iteration, which sees play everywhere and is just good. Yep. Uh, I don't see anything... So, there is the third cap in uh cannoneer in the side um yeah i didn't see anything in here that was really noteworthy
1: uh it's like, it was just funny to me that cap is down to two now was it four now it's not a three now it's not a two
0: so crucible of the worlds
1: oh that makes sense to me that's just or a saga deck oh
0: yeah yep yeah, yep yeah, sorry i was looking over Urza Saga. i shouldn't
1: say that it's not like it's in every single one but it's an Urza a saga deck yeah. and, and and when the game's gonna go long I yeah. like nothing between Urza
0: Saga, it. and I could definitely see bringing that in against Wasteland decks when you have two basics.
1: Yep, and you can easily cast off. And you know, you can you can go Island, Ancient Tomb, Crucible of Worlds, and your Wastelands yeah. are dead.
0: But the, the Urza Saga makes sense being able to reuse that. Yeah, that makes a lot of that sense. That buys a sideboard I just, slot f- for whatever in my head. I was like, I went down the list and went Ancient Tomb, Island, Odawara, Seed of Synod into the sideboard. <laughs> like, I just skipped over yeah. the thing. That, the, you know, the payoff. Why you would run it. Yep. Cool. So that's our top eight. Again, seven decks in the top eight. I thankfully looked at that every week. That's huge. That's And again, we even got some like cool spicy stuff with that mono blacklist. For sure. Uh, elves showed up a little bit in the top 32, but it's all the way down at the bottom. Uh, Where they, they belong. I did check. Uh, every single one of them has at least three Fiend Artisans in them this week. They didn't last week. All right, Jameson,
1: you were right. Again, all th- so two weeks ago you weren't right. Last week, no, sorry, whatever. Now you're right again. I don't know.
0: To me, it just boils down to, it seems like there's another playable build. And the thing I was looking at it, and this is... Legitimate play style. uh, I was actually talking to, I believe it was Jameson, on the Discord about this. And I made the comment, like, at what point is, is, if we keep cutting elves, at what point are we just a shitty mid-range deck, right? Yeah. And by that, I didn't mean the the deck was shitty, but, like, why are we running... Non mid rangey cards in a mid range deck, uh-huh. so like, and I'm looking at these lists, and we're down to like 14 or 15 elves in these lists. 30, there's 29 or 30 creatures, and l- half or just over half of them are elves now. Yeah,
1: it's n- it. At some point, it's not elves anymore. Right. Gaia's Cradle does not make an elf deck. Elves. Right. Sorry, does not make an elf deck. So
0: like, just I'll just go through the list real quick. So we got Dryad Arbors. Uh, actually, we'll just count the elves. So we got Alice or Shepherd, uh-huh. Elvish Mystic, Elvish Reclaimer. Fin- Finhorn and Landweir Elves. So again, those are basically just all the same card. One Quarian Ranger, two Elvish Visionary.
1: That's it. That's it. Cause well, you got Crater
0: Hoof, nap Endurance, Fiend no, Artisan, Collector, Oaf, man, Wirewood Symbiote. No
1: Birch, lore, Dryad Arbor. No, none of that. Uh, Nettle Sentinel. No, no Heritage. No Heritage. No... Almost
0: no Quarian Rangers. There's only one of them.
1: What's that one that taps and gets lands?
0: That's Reclaimer. There is a Reclaimer.
1: There's Reclaimer. Okay, has Reclaimer. Yeah, that, they, yeah. There's a lot of Elves. And that...
0: the and the thing is. The only elf synergies now are Allosaurus Shepherd, which you're really cutting down on. Uh-huh. And Wirewood Symbiote, and Which you're Quarian. really cutting down on. You've got one. Oh no, Quarian's
1: just creature, isn't it?
0: Uh yeah, Aquarian is just return a forest on tap a creature.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you have very few elf synergies.
0: So not saying that it's a bad list or that it's not seeing success. But this is kind of what I was talking, because I kept seeing the creep of, because this is, it's a very similar thing. I was talking to one of the guys at the card shop where, like, what happens a lot of times is, like, so this will be a tangent within a tangent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, We're talking about Leyline Binding and how, like, well, you throw in a couple Triomes in a deck so you can cast Leyline Binding for one or two and then what you what a lot of times that ends up doing is now being an excuse to well now I'm in black and red
1: I've already got the colors in the I've deck. already got
0: the colors why wouldn't I run pyroblast or whatever you know what I mean relatively easy to fetch I know obviously pyroblast is not modern legal Yeah no, we talked about but this But like we talked about had that. this conversation and this this feels like the same thing and this is kind of what I was getting at with Fiend Artisan because it's like well once you have Fiend Artisan you're now especially between Fiend Artisan and Green Sun Zenith You're now incentivized to run a value, like a toolbox, rather than in, like, a synergy deck. Yeah. So, like, you're you're
1: going to slowly creep out all these... When you're no longer an elf synergy
0: deck, are you elves? Right. And that was... I mean, that's just kind of a, for lack of a better word, a philosophical question.
1: Actually, what I... According to what our Discord is saying, the less elves you run, the more of the new stock you are.
0: Right. Well, and that's, like, that's... I don't know. It's just something... Yeah, it's interesting. It's just
1: interesting to it's me. It's like, at what point does Naya Depths, is it actually just Celestia let Well, to me, it's Adepts? like, at what
0: point do you just stop, you take out, like, the bad elves? Like, Elvish Mystic. You're telling me there's, if we're just being a mid-range deck, yeah. you're telling me in a mid-range deck there's not a better card than Elvish Mystic?
1: Yeah. The, yeah, the, uh, the two-mana draw card. Like, why aren't we some, just running
0: some synergies? Like, a rock deck, where it's just green-black good stuff. Yep. That's a, good, that's a good question. Because I mean, think about it. Like Mono Green Devotion in Pioneer runs eight elves.
1: That might be the progression of this, is yeah.
0: Is that an elf deck? It's approaching it, the number of elves in this it elf. It runs deck. half that the elves that this one does. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just a weird kind of thing. It's a good, Again, like I said, it's a good like thought
1: question. At and, what point does elves not be and elves? And that was anymore? another
0: card I didn't even think about when we were just talking about this that incentivizes the toolbox. You also have once upon a time. Mm-hmm. which is, again incentivizes toolboxes effect, yeah, like a look at... design you get to look at five cards and you in theory you want five different cards yeah so you can pick the one you want so you got three a... once upon a time
1: silver bullets
0: yeah and now the deck is just half silver bullets
1: so the elf deck is half silver bullets
0: yeah and most of them aren't elves
1: you know like maverick or De- death and taxes
0: right so that's that's I'm kind of curious as to what point this, they'll just start dropping the L. Because like, the funny thing is they're not even running all the same toolboxes.
1: Like, would you ever would you ever confuse Maverick and Humans?
0: Right. No.
1: Would you? Would, I mean, or do, would you? Would ever even take a look, like Humans and Death and Taxes? Would you ever confuse those two decks? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. One has twenty three Humans, and one has a bunch of valuable silver bullet cards.
0: Right. That that happen to be humans. As
1: slow as elves is slowly working towards a bunch of silver bullet cards, and some of them happen to be elves.
0: Yeah, so just kind of a curious, curious, like philosophical question: like, when is this no longer elves? It's not little green men anymore. Mm -mm. No, it's
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking fiend in there.
0: So, uh, metagame summary: go through this pretty quick. We've got is Delphr with eight of the top thirty-two. the the, you know the clean twenty-five percent there, and then mono red prison is picking up steam six of the top 32 i mean that's too much they seem to have figured out the matchup that's funny in a vacuum that's too much yeah but it's it's clearly it's in my opinion this is clearly reverse causal where it's just like well you get rid of delver and then mono red probably
1: isn't as good yeah
0: then we've got other than elves with three and then a bunch of one ofs doomsday depths eight cast grixis the grixis tempo list is i don't know why they called this a tempo list it's kind of, I guess. So they've got it not terribly interesting, but it's like, uh, it's more like Grixis midrange where it's got DRC's Baleful Strix, Jace Friends Prodigy, Merktide Regent, and then you've got your red blue stuff with like him to Turok and snuff out. They're not running Space Jace? No Space Jace. Darn it. So, yes, uh, we know
1: that card exists. No, we're not talking about it.
0: Yep. Most played cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There is one card we need to talk about from Infinity. Which one? I'll I'll get to the most played real quick just to get it out of the way, but there's a goblin that is very likely legacy playable with stickers. Thank God. Um, Most played cards, Brainstorm, Force Will, Ponder, Expressive Iteration, Pyroblast. Uh, Top Creatures, Murktide, DRC, Delver, Simeon, Spirit Guide, Fury. Top Spells, Brainstorm, Force Will, Ponder, Expressive Iteration, Pyroblast. So this goblin, now it's still debatable. Is it red? It's a red goblin. It's a three mana two two. When it ETBs, the name of the the name of the go- the card is blank goblin, and what it is is you ETB. Let me read it. it yeah, go ahead. So two in a red for a two
1: two goblin guest, and this is legal because it does not have the acorn staff. Its yep. name is is blank goblin. When this creature enters the battlefield, you may put a name sticker on it. Add red mana for each unique vowel on that sticker. Vowels are A, E, I, O, U, and Y.
0: So they've done, so people have already figured this out. There are, there's, so you have to, with stickers, you have to pick 10 stickers. Yes. And 10 sticker get, sheets. And you get three. Then you get three of those. There are nine stickers that have it, nine sticker sheets that have at least one sticker with four vowels on it. There are several that have five and six. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, this card is almost always mana positive. Well, no, it's guaranteed to be. If there's, well, n- there is. There's a. You have to have ten. So you couldn't. Well, yeah, it is guaranteed. Because you get to pick three. If you have
1: nine, that well, if, if nine sheets guaranteed to get you four mana off of it. Yeah. Then yeah, wow. That's... So
0: and here's the fu- even more f- messed up. It's popper legal.
1: Oh, it's the Seething common... song is
0: banned in popper. And this is this is argue i don't want to say it's better than seething song pretty fucking close but it's very close i mean if see it's it's sometimes it is just better see it's on two mana uh seething song costs three and gives you five yeah so it's sometimes it's flat out better sometimes it's the same with a two two sometimes a a a decent amount of time it's extremely better
1: right and most of the time it's almost certainly better
0: yeah holy shit yeah
1: so, so I'm going to remind everybody that Morrow came out and specifically said, guys, we specifically tuned these cards down so they wouldn't be playable in things like Legacy and Modern or not, Legacy and Vintage. Yeah. And it's like, really? A three mana
0: 2-2 that makes four to five mana? Right. So that's the only, like I've actually, this is something Jake and I discussed, we have not been talking about Unfinity intentionally because I don't support the set at all. The fact that it's, I mean, just looking at the cards, I'm like, this is a huge waste of designs. This is just a huge waste of time. Uh-huh. Like, I literally, I'll see him on Reddit. I'll check if it has an acorn. I hide the post. If it doesn't have an acorn, I read it to see if it's going to be relevant for the podcast to see if there's going to be anything broken. We have to talk about. like We have, we have to, to, to talk about this card. Yeah. Like, this card is very real. Whether or not it sees play is up in the air. I mean, because it's it's got to find the right deck. The power's there. The potential is there for this card to see play in every format that it's legal in.
1: No shit. Just a two mana or three mana two two that makes mana.
0: Yeah. Now imagine bouncing that to your hand. Or flickering it. Right. That's what I mean. Like bing, bing, bing. Every time that ETBs, it generates six. Because the the one I forget, it's like a D it's like disillusionary or something like that. The
1: stickers go yeah, because the stickers go back on the sheet, don't they?
0: I don't think the sticker the whole point of the stickers was the sticker stays on the card.
1: It only stays on the card in revealed zones.
0: Yeah. So if you've
1: if it goes into your hand or into the library, it loses gotcha. it. Gotcha, so
0: you'd want to flicker it.
1: Board, graveyard, and exile, it stays. Yeah. So, yeah, flicker, Yeah, you, you have to flick, like ghostly flicker, the, or flicker, yeah. whisper, some, some flicker. Because there. the exile
0: zone is public information. Ephemerate, you could ephemerate yeah. it. Which I mean, we're Oh, getting... man, ephemerate, man, there's no, <laughs> it's too bad ephemerate sees no playing popper.
1: Yeah, wow. That card is so strong. Fuck wizards.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> I saw that, I was like, Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a long episode. I don't have time. Yeah, to. Uh... But
0: that was something we just can't not talk about. No, that. we
1: can't. We can. We can ignore Space Jace. We can't ignore that. I, I will say that uh, I don't know who named Space Jace, but they didn't name it Space Jace, and they're fucking idiots. Ready you go to modern? Sure. <laughs> did you all, did you do all the legacy stuff anyway?
0: Yeah, I, it's the same stuff. It's Blue Red Delver. Like the top five is Blue Red Delver in every category. Gonna be a
1: little quicker today, guys. Uh, we do have a lot of repeat decks, though. Like nothing. Nothing in the top eight of this modern challenge is uh, unique on name. So we'll see what's up. But first place, we've got Control for Days. Lol. Control for Days. Yep. Uh, with Yawgmoth. Uh This is Yawgmoth with Prosperous Innkeeper and Jorolf's Messenger. No, a snakey lady. Uh, and the two win cons with Blood Artist and Jorolf's Messenger. Other than that.
0: Uh, one side note. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Yogmoth won Saturday as well.
1: Oh, that's 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 good big news. Other than that side note, I don't see anything in here in the main either that is uh of note. Two necromentia uh, is a little little odd, but it's a very valid sideboard card for a lot of lot of strategies. Mm-hmm. Second place, uh, Simic <laughs> Amulet Titan, Simic Titan. So this has we talked about this a little bit last week how we have you know we were seeing grazer or tribe elder this has four grazer four tribe elder one asusa mm-hmm. and then the other ones two cultivator colossus with the four prime times and four dryads after all of that nonsense uh, I don't see anything in here that uh, is not what we normally see we have the sun home for uh, double strike to uh, we we have slayer stronghold and sun home fortress of the legion for the, uh, the haste and double strike haste and double strike win the game yep. Making an 8-8 eight, eight, on for the board. 8-6. Nothing. Third place, Merktide Regent, Blue Red Delver in Modern, DRC. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Four DRC, four Ragavan, three Shredder, only two Merktide. Trimming on Merktide for more Shredders It, it kind of makes sense. Merktide is, I mean, we're at the point again where Merktide is a known quantity and like every deck is designed to beat Merktide. You don't have days enforceable to back it up. So you're just not in as good a position to stand behind it like you are in Legacy. And Legislator is more likely to get more va- get some value out of it before it goes. And that's why I think we're seeing Murktide tick down, Legislator tick up. Other than that, Spell Suite's the same we see every week. Pierce, Bolt, Consider, Unholy, Heat, Counterspell, Express of Federation. The Four bobbles, two Blood Moon in the main. Not uncommon, but noteworthy that Blood Moon is creeping up in numbers in the main in these decks. Oh, these... Five color decks. Absolutely, it especially is.
0: Especially with leyline binding.
1: Well, it's these five color decks, and it's all even these like these scam decks. Like these scam decks are almost always fetching godless shrines, or yeah, godless shrines on turn one. Yeah, like it, it, it hits them pretty fucking hard too. But absolutely, these three color control decks, these four color, five color, uh, good stuff piles. It's like if everyone's gonna run brainstorm and force of will, you might as well run red blast in legacy. If everyone's gonna run you know, four triumphs, run blood moon. <laughs> i called it I totally fucking called it what'd you call we'll get to it so fourth place jess guy control with kahira so this is this is azorius control i hate when they do this this is just azorius control you've got a fire
0: ice and a flame blitz like guess why because it's got leyline binding and a steam vents this is exactly what i talked about yeah it was like well we're already running a steam vents to make leyline binding better yeah.
1: well you have you have Rogren triome <laughs> Yeah, it's have, got,
0: that's but that's what I mean. Like yes. they're splashing for they're splashing red in order to make the lane line better. And now they're going. Well, why wouldn't I just be in three colors? Like I had this conversation yeah. last
1: night. So Spara's headquarters and Rogren Triome make it one mana. Uh, and there's the Ruffin's Triome. Ruffin's Tower, which is the Saltai Trium or is the Esper Triome. Esper, I think Esper. And then they've <sighs> so got, hard to make it work in my head. It they've has got three, them
0: all. They've got three Triomes. They've got them all.
1: They very easily they're going to have it online on turn two for one mana. And, and yeah. cool,
0: Again, people are smart. They take the the Bant one, so you've got blue-white. They take yes. the Jeskai one, so you've got blue-white. And yeah. then they take the Esper one, so you got blue-white. Yeah. And so they're basically just Hallowed Fountains that come into play tapped yep. they're that slightly also worse. reduce the cost of Leyline Bindings.
1: Slightly worse Hallowed Fountains that cycle later, turn on Binding, and do let you run things like Fire and Ice.
0: Yeah, and Flame Blitz.
1: Yep, three Leyline Bindings. Flame Blitz is... is a good card. Although it doesn't seem to be going down in price. It was sitting at like $15 a piece and now they're down to like looks like 13. Yeah. Going down a little bit. I well, like not see.
0: The that set's really popular and it is it just is. a rare. And, and children's just came out. pushing and a lot of packs.
1: It's pushing a lot of packs. And that set's gonna be in stores for quite a while still. Yeah. Because it's also gonna be in standard forever. Oh. Standard just rotated.
0: That just reminds me. This might have flown under the radar for a lot of people, and I don't want to forget it. This so this will be tangent C or whatever. Be quick though. So they were. Maru was. Maru was talking about uh the power stone tokens that Karn makes. Because somebody had asked him on Tumblr or whatever his blogatog uh-huh. uh whether or not that was just kind of one of. And he was like, "Well, what we do often is we'll introduce something in one set, and yeah. then we'll go." He basically said they're going hard on those tokens and the Brothers War. Yeah, that kind of makes so sense. I, I Karn I... might not suck as much as he looks like he sucks. So you're currently. saying is he might be a good spec. Correct. Now, again, no financial advice here. I of have not bought not. any of them because I don't have the money to be specking on Magic cards yeah, right either. now. But if that yeah. flew under the Rick because it, 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 it's a, just a blog a talk post. It's not like there was some big announcement from, from yeah. Wizards. By the way, Karn might be good next set. His abilities suck, except
1: the next set might make all of his abilities really good. Right. So, so that's, just that's a good point. Keeping
0: on him. I, I don't even know what made it pop into my... Oh, it was Flame Blitz because it kills Planeswalkers. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Karn.
1: Um... Just the finish deck up. So a couple solitudes, uh, a couple three fairy, one five fairy, kind of low on the control elements. Like this is a control deck. Usually you see a bit heavier in the Planeswalkers, but we literally have three creatures, four Planeswalkers. We do have four Shark Typhoons. But like when I see a deck that is this poor at finishing the game, I'm starting to think plan A is casting Shark Typhoon and getting tokens. Yep. Like you can't just cycle that. You can't cycle that for a huge A 8 that dies the Fatal Push. Mm-hmm. And that, that be your solution to the game. You don't have a Teferi, a Five Fairy to win the game. You don't have any creatures to win the game. You don't have a Wandering Emperor that can win the game slowly. So, interesting. I, I see that. That's a different way to play these uh, control decks, uh, win cons, like Shark yeah, it's a
0: Yeah, this is a very hard control. Yes. Yeah.
1: Shark Typhoon is a way more consistently something you plan on, like cycling for five, getting a block. So you have a nice two for one, and then maybe swing for five or let it get killed. And get you a know what's really
0: good with Shark Typhoon? Leyline binding makes a six x for one. Oh, oh, He's still
1: my heart. <laughs> you know both of those cards are pioneer legal, and like we talked about, I'm already running Esper. I know. I might as well throw a few more triumphs in there, a couple more shocklands. Well, those I are can, in your color. I can it's white run and blue. I could just I could just go ahead and run some more colors. Maybe get Leyline binding for one. I want, dude. Uh, Fletcher. Binding my shit for one all the time's pretty insane.
0: Yeah, well that was just the the nuts for him because it was like, Well, I'm already on five colors. Thanks for the one mana No shit. Uh yeah. Vindicate. Or <laughs> like, one mana O
1: ring. Yeah. At instant speed. Oh, absurd. Absolutely absurd. Um fifth place, we've got Crashing Footfalls, uh, Crash not much innovation we can see here normally, but we've got Yorion Crashcade. Did Is that clicking the right one?
0: So yeah. Yorion,
1: Crashcade, so we do have Shardless Agent. And so, like, look at this list, um, except for... No, Fire Ice, because they, they count as both, right? Split cards count yeah. both. So yep. we still always hit.
0: Yep, but they have uh, Wandering Emperor and Teferi.
1: Yes, we still always hit. Nothing less than three. But instead of filling it up with a bunch of controlly, like, counter spells and removal spells, we've got Solitudes, Furies, Omnaths, Shardless Agents... Yeah, four three fairy, two wandering emperor, uh, the same spell suite, ardent plea, because of course, why wouldn't you, I mean just run all, all twelve. Yep, and leyline binding, leyline binding. Like this is a this is a four color Omnath deck that you force fucked,
0: crashcade into. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean it depends on, like this stuff is kind of cool. This is kind of. Uh, Something I was a little, like, in the back of my mind, like, Leyline Binding, we both saw and was like, that's a very powerful card. Yeah. Um, This is kind of what I was worried about, where it's just like, if it's too good in combination with these Triomes, like, that's why, in my opinion, I look at this and I go, they want Leyline Binding. This is probably, Leyline Binding could possibly
1: be causing some, could already start to cause some systemic problems where um, the incentive to run these extra Triomes is so high. And since you're running them anyway, you might as well run the best stuff in those colors. Yep. And now we're just all playing four-color Omnath.
0: Yep. Or, or five-color Omnath. weird variant
1: of it. Or some, like, like literally fucking um, Crash Cade Omnath binding. Yeah. Like, I see what you're saying where it does push, it pushes a lot of the decks in the format towards a singular deck style.
0: Well, I mean, if you can cast it, if you have if like if you have domain leyline binding is one of the best cards ever printed.
1: It is, yeah. One mana o ring and instant speed oblivion ring. Yes, like that's nuts. I said I like I I've been on the record that it's almost it's art with domain, arguably better than swords
0: to plowshares. I would say it is. I mean, you can remove it, you can, but they uh, can
1: get a thing back. But like I mean, like like it's very it's very very close, and swords yeah. to plowshares is laughably too good. Yeah, and o ring is or leyline binding is very close or better. When you have um, this almost non-existent cost of domain yeah. with, the, with these triumphs, it's these triumph without these triumphs, that card would kind of suck.
0: Well, what it would be is it would be relegated to true four and five color to list. true
1: four five color decks. Yeah, there's no yeah. splashing for it where you can just you can just grab those couple of, a couple off color triumphs and we're good to go. Yeah, but that's really, that's an interesting interesting huge move to see this crashcade deck. That's an entirely new take on crashcade from Talisker, uh, fifth or sixth place, sixth and seventh. We have five color Omnath lists. Uh, let's see if they have Crash Kane in them. <laughs> they don't. What they do have, almost assuredly... Is Leyline Binding. Is Leyline Binding. <laughs> yes, of course they do. Uh, so this is a pretty creature-heavy Risen Reef... Uh, what's it fucking called? Omnath. Not Omnath. Elemental. Elemental deck. Jesus Christ. So this is your four-color Elemental deck that we've talked about. This is a very creature-heavy version with one Valkyrie, God of Lies, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's definitely a different, interesting pickup. I don't think Valky's that good when you're paying seven for him. When you bring to Lightenum for five or when they used to cas- uh, cascade into him with uh, Valky or Tibble's Trickery, yeah. it was good. Mm-hmm. To legitimately spend seven mana on Valky, he's okay, but there's so many better things to spend seven mana on. But whatever. Uh, beyond that, it looks pretty much what we expect. It has the Ember cool, the 15 Ember cool in the main, Nothing else is particularly weird. Three Ephemerates, four Eldamri's Call, all that kind of makes sense. Three Leyland Binding, because of course. But it doesn't look too different from the four-color lists we've seen of your, except for the Bindings and uh, a Valky. Seventh place is incredibly different. Yep. Five-color Omnath, except it's Bring Delight and Scapeshift. Shift. Sure. So 13 creatures... Uh, four dryads, four omnath, four soul of wind grace, another new pickup from Dominaria. Uh, have you seen what this card
0: does? I've seen it before, but I'm reading it again because again, every card has so this, this cost. Uh,
1: that's jund, correct? Black, red, yeah. green. Yep. So one mana and jund. So four mana total for a five-four legendary creature. Whenever soul of wind grace enters the battlefield or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control. So that's almost, that's gonna hit every single time.
0: Yep. Almost Vetch.
1: without exception. Now, here's how we make sure it hits even harder: pay a green, discard a land, gain three life. One in a red, discard a land, draw a card. Two in a black, discard a land. Soul of Wind Grace gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. Now, the first one's whatever, very useful. There's gonna be, that, that's going to save your life plenty of times. The second one's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Why is that a red ability? In what world is that a red ability?
0: I mean, strictly speaking, that's rummage. You discard a card, then you draw a card. Like. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're <laughs> not wrong. I just never thought of it that way. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then uh the black is that makes sense. Three mana to save it. Yeah. Uh, but a, a very solid card, a very good Jundy style card. Uh four of those bad boys. Ren and six into fairy, the three fairy, full eights of those. And then three wish. So we'll get to our we'll get to our wish board here in a second. Wish allows you to play a card you own from exile. Uh one time warp. Four Bring Delight, obviously. Uh, escape shift supreme break all these like toolboxy style cards Grow spiral to speed the shit out hey look for ley line binding and then in our sideboard things that we could go get with wish because i believe it lets you play any card you may play a card land yep. artifact instant anything one of the better wish cards except it doesn't put it into your hand yeah so
0: you, so you just have to cast it or have to put cast it, in, it like if it's a land you put it right into play
1: yeah so you get things like alpine moon uh natural state Veil of Summer. Notice a lot of these are one or two manas. Yeah. Uh, Lavinia, Meddling Mage, uh, Prismatic Omen, and Snaring Bridge, Unmoored Ego. You had another Scape Shift, Fracturing Gust, uh, Fury, which you could absolutely uh, uh, discard cast, uh, evoke it. Yep. Like uh, your other Valakut, a Chalice and a Bajuka bog. Like that, again, except for one or two spells, you have like Scape Shift and Fracturing Gust are kind of expensive. Fury's basically free. Everything else is like, one mana, a uh, land, or two mana, pretty much.
0: The only one that doesn't make sense to me currently, is the Veil of Summer, because Wish is a sorcery. So I guess I guess it per, like you cast it preemptively yeah. in order to protect it. That's what it. I would do. You, can, like,
1: you, you cast the Wish.
0: That to me is when Veil is kind of at its weakest. Uh, do you have to cast it? Let me read Wish. Do you have to cast it then? No, just this turn. Yeah, but what I mean, like, so Veil of Summer is at its best when you play something they go to counter it, and you can yeah. counter their counter. This is, you have to play Wish, then you play the Veil, and it kind of telegraphs what it's well, doing. Well, no, you
1: can play the Wish, play the Scape
0: Shift, then play the Veil. Yeah, like, it still does, like, but it's not nearly, it's very limited, because it has much to be on your up. turn.
1: It's much more heads up, Yeah, for sure. like, hey, I have a, I yeah. mean... It, it, it's, that might be the worst, but... Like, if I go... If I go Wish and then I cast a scapeshift from my hand. Hey, no, don't forget. I know we're playing Yorion and there's 80 cards here, but you do have Teferi. Yeah, you do. You can Wish on their turn. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So shut your trap. Well, I mean, now we're talking about like four cards to get a scapeshift
0: to resolve. <laughs> like, hey, now.
1: <laughs> maybe I want to Alpine Moon on their turn. You don't know. Oh, really? I can't Alpine Moon. Hang on. Uh, Maybe I want to... Crap, What are these can I cast? Not many of them. Maybe Unmored I want to more Eagle on their turn. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably the weakest of those I see, but toolboxy.
0: Now, to be fair, the weakest veil of summer is still a very good card. It's still very good. It's just, it's not that I'm saying that it can't work or doesn't work or anything. It's just one of those where I'm like, eh, that's kind of like, eh, that might, yeah, and that might, might, that might not
1: belong there. Maybe that's we're still working on this because it's definitely a relatively new deck. Totally wrong there. I should say a new deck. That's something we haven't seen for sure. This is not the five color omnath we normally see. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is soul of wind grace with a, um bring to light package with a scapeshift package
0: yeah I look at this when I look at this list I don't think it's five color omnath I look at this as five color scapeshift
1: yeah you're right I should, call, I, should I should be because because
0: they're using bring to light like, to cast scapeshift yeah so like, well, I mean or the omnath and or will, the Valky yeah but that will affect how you play the game is how you' are like thinking about this that's true
1: yeah that's a good point it's going so yeah five color five color bring to light
0: yeah, so it's just but it's when hey NGG Goldfish calls it Five Color Omnath
1: might have a new modern deck Fletcher. Yeah, there you go. He probably got most of this bullshit. Although I think he proxies a lot of it for us. <laughs> One of the best things about our league is like with the Ming proxy, a yeah. lot of people come with fake cards and like that's great cuz I just want to play.
0: Yep. Don't really care.
1: All right, wrapping it up. 8th place, a deck we've been seeing a little more often lately, Grixis Death Shadow. So we got Gigantha list running Death Shadow, DRC Ragavan, Kroxa, three legislator. Nothing new there. Uh, the same spells, nothing new in our spell suite. Yeah. Terminates, Thought Seizes, Bolts, Pushes.
0: Resederation.
1: Yeah, why? of course, why not? And then nothing in the sideboard that I am surprised to see. This looks mm-hmm. like a very stock uh, Grixis Shadow list that just got worse when they lost Lurus. Yeah. I mean, like, look at the main board. What did this deck gain?
0: Ledger Shrider, basically. Uh, sorry,
1: I apologize. What did this deck gain that would have kept it from playing Lurus? And nothing.
0: Right, yeah, nothing.
1: This is still a Lurus deck. Yeah. So, huge hit, of course. Probably one of the biggest hits. Like, this deck was everywhere. One of the top decks yeah. by a lot. And now it shows up
0: once in a while. Yep, Burn was also one of the biggest hits, where it's just Absolutely. like, that's the exact deck I won, only yeah. I also
1: get Lurus. Boros Burn. I mean, used to be every week we saw Boros Burn, and now it's once in a while you'll see Burn. Yeah. It's really sad to see that. Um, what did...
0: It did get 25th.
1: Very good, very good. I can't remember... Yeah, they oh, shoot. No, Um. Emperor told me about someone someone who did really good in this and they wanted me to talk about it I think they were, I think it was some I it wasn't waffle tapo but they were playing a waffle tapo list in like 10th or something it might have been this Indomitable creativity list
0: was it on discord post yeah it was on I discord. thought it was the he mentioned i thought he was Waff waffle tapo who was playing that control list if I remember correctly he's like hey you know don't take that control list too seriously because one of the best players in the world played it
1: yeah that's what he's talking about yeah but was that the Saturday challenge?
0: Yeah, so also the blue-white control deck is Wafo Tapo, so like that deck isn't top eight good in my opinion. He's just a master if that was his post.
1: Yeah, Which... but it's almost on Saturday then because I don't see it. I don't see Waffo Tapo unless he 920... has a different screen name.
0: What, yeah, did he say know. what
1: place it was? Or No. Boy, what, quite the tangent we're on again, aren't we?
0: Yep, tangent D. <laughs> Anywho.
1: Yeah, I don't see it. So I maybe that four-color list that we saw Maybe maybe that control list we saw was the Waffo list. Maybe waffle Tapo has a Is BW. that his screen name? I thought it was Waffo Tapo. Oh. Uh but maybe it's Watu. I don't I don't know. So maybe this but like this is kind of a standard control list. It's just a little soft on answers. Emperor, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> put it on, put it in the Reddit post. No, I'm pretty post. sure it's this okay so it's yeah a, it's, this. This, it's what, this it's this, it's what two yeah oh, okay so we sat here for five minutes giving this deck credence and we had a guy be like yo guys don't fucking look well at don't get much. me
0: wrong i mean the deck is it's still blue white control which in the current meta may not be great that's one of the things i would at least somewhat disagree there like it These are still all incredibly powerful yeah, it cards, and it just got leyline binding.
1: It isn't that outlandish a take on blue white control. Right. It's definitely different, but it's not that outlandish.
0: Well, and the thing that I'm saying though is, we we've had blue white control kind of, you know, be a mediocre deck lately. It just got control. Just got one of the best card control cards ever printed. It did. It did. So
1: unfortunately, Azorius control didn't. Yeah. Four color control did. Jeskai control did with triumphs. Jeskai control definitely did. Yeah. For sure. I mean,
0: because again, we're just. They're five color decks now. Yeah, why not?
1: So uh, th- the question is now how long before we get a four land type? So they could totally print a land that ETBs tapped, has all has four land types, but doesn't cycle. And it's definitely worse than yep. triomes, quadromes. When do we get quadromes?
0: Yep. Or just uh, rainbow with all the this, land types. This is
1: all land types. Yep. You fetch it out, comes into play, comes into play tapped. God, How bad would it have to be?
0: You lose two life, it's a shock.
1: No matter what, yeah. ATBs you lose. ATBs you lose four life. Yeah, but
0: yeah. I'm curious. I would love to know. Oh, Obviously, he's heartbeat. one of the best players in the world ever. Like, I would love to know if he's already playing five colors. Why only two prismatic ending? Because he got leyline binding. I, I to be fair, that's like very easily to do. That's, could be it.
1: Was, that's pro- those prismatic endings are probably leyline binding five and six. Yeah, the, I guess if you think about it wow. like that, it's kind of reversed. Isn't that crazy? How we were literally here like. Six months ago, being like maybe prismatic endings too good for magic. They might have. Well, it is. There might be an answer that's too good for magic, and then they were like, hey, <laughs> "Fuck you! Yeah. Hold my
0: beer!" <laughs> right? <laughs> you haven't seen good answers yet. All
1: right, let's wrap this up. I'm. Yep. uh I'm ready. To, I'm ready. To
0: one thing I did want to bring up with Pioneer.
1: Let me. Let me finish. My oh yeah, got
0: gotcha. you. Sorry. Yeah, you're fine.
1: So, metagame summary, uh, Rakdos Midrange, 15.5% with five decks. Indomitable Creativity, 12.5% with four decks. Merktide all the way down to 9% with three decks. And then four or five color Omnath decks at 9%, but those were all over the place. Those Omnath decks were kind of all crazy this week.
0: Hey, you got Twiddle Storm with 11th. Do we really? Yeah.
1: Oh sweet. Twiddle Storm in the top 32. Was it Brian Cook?
0: Uh, No.
1: Oh, well, he's probably someone who watches Brian Cook, because he, I can't say he made that deck a thing, but he definitely helped popularize it. Alrighty, uh, most played cards, Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Fire, Ice, Ren and Six, Leyline Line Binding, week two or three that it's legal, fifth most played cards in 25% of decks. Yeah. Top creatures, Ragavan, Fury, DRC, Dothie, Voidwalker, Grief, hey look, it's MH2, 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 and top spells, Lightning Bolt, Fire, Ice, Ren and Six, Leyline Line Binding at four, Expressive iteration at five. Matt, did you think ley line binding would be better than expressive iteration? Because it's
0: seeing more play. Um I my not... response to that would be give it time. Because what I imagine yeah. is they're gonna see roughly equal play. That seems fair. Because That's... if you're already in three or four colors, you know what card's real fucking good? Yeah. Expressive iteration.
1: Or if you're already playing expressive iteration, you know, you know what... what card's really fucking good.
0: Yeah. So, like,
1: yeah, can you imagine being on like turn four and like playing expressive and hitting a ley line binding and be like, cool, I'll draw this, I'll play a binding for one, and I'll pass the turn. I played seven mana this turn. Yay. Eight mana. Yeah. Jesus. All right, Matt, what did you want to say about, before we wrap the episode up, what did you want to say about Papa?
0: Uh, it was Pioneer. About Pioneer. Um, so, holy crap, uh, black red in Pioneer this Sunday is nuts. Anybody who thought that Liliana wasn't good uh, in Pioneer uh, was wildly wrong. I will raise my hand and, and eat. I well, will... I mean, it's exactly, it's seeing play where exactly what we talked about. Okay, okay, it's that's black, fair. It's black, red, range.
1: Yeah, that's fair. We did say it was it's good in like one deck. It's not like it's
0: in every deck. Okay, okay. It's You're very right. good in this I deck.
1: I will put down my piece of humble
0: pie. Yeah, like we called that. So if I counted this correctly, uh, so let me see. One, 11 of the top 32 are black, red decks on the Sunday Challenge in Pioneer.
1: That's like, what, 34%? It's
0: something like that, yeah. Holy
1: shit. Hey, Pioneer, get on Including
0: that. Including half of the top eight. I no, mean, sorry, so, five of the top eight.
1: Moder- or Standard and Pioneer are, are, are very different, but they're the closest. And, I mean, Liliana is shitting all... Or Liliana and Black are shitting all over Standard.
0: Yeah. People so, are talking
1: about bands and Standard because of how prevalent Black is.
0: So this is... Just be aware. I don't, like... I'm not... I am taking... No position on anything banning in Pioneer. Not Not yet. But if you own these cards, be aware you are now priority number one. You're in the danger zone of like, you just had a third of a top 32 and five of the top eight on a a Sunday challenge.
1: That's a good way to get some attention from Watsy sometimes.
0: Right. So the problem (laughs) is, what do you take out? Because the whole thing with this deck is. Graveyard Trespasser. Is, well, I mean, you uh, you can pick any of them, but the, like, what's the, I mean, strictly speaking, Liliana of the Veil is probably one of the most individually most powerful cards, but you just printed her, right? So you're not going to ban the card you just is? printed. I think Graveyard Trespasser is probably better than Lily. But what I'm saying, though, is these cards, it's not a synergy kind of thing. So you take out Graveyard Trespasser, the deck is knocked down 5% and replaces it with the next best thing. Yep. And then it just keeps on trucking. Yep. Because it was already the, one of the, the best, one of the best decks, if
1: not the best.
0: So, like, let's just let's take your argument at face value. So we've got graveyard trespasser. The deck already existed. Yep. We banned graveyard trespasser, but in effect, all we've done is replaced it with Liliana. Yeah. So it's still it's one still of the best, right there. Yeah. Like, so I this think... is one of those things that, like, just keep in mind if you own this yeah. deck.
1: I we could we could have a full full fledged argument about this a polite argument yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I don't want to though I'm just t- I'm tired but like I I we could have a we could have a whole discussion on this and I'm I'm sorry guys I'm 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 gonna level with you guys I'm barely holding it together right now
0: but no I and again I don't even that's not even a conversation it's not the important conversation no it's not it's why not. I brought it up yeah it's not at it's all. not like oh which card do we think should go I've never I don't play the deck I'm not going to say oh it should be this card or that card uh-huh. it's a holy crap that is noteworthy. Yes it is. You have have a tar- I mean I've already seen it. It's all over Pioneer where people are like, "Oh my god, what's because it's that's everybody's first reaction is what's going to get banned? What's going to get banned because that's just the world we live in now." Yeah. Well, I mean and that's the I'm way. I'm not calling for one or anything, no, but no, 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 no. if yeah. you own this deck, be prepared that you now have a target on your back because we see this all the time and I guarantee you if they ban something like this, the ban announcement is going to be full of people going, "I just bought this deck." Uh-huh. Like, "Hey, be aware if you're going to buy into Pioneer, because, I mean, what, what was posted, what, like less than 10 days ago? Jameson finished pimping out his black-red deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got, like, basically every dope, super cool card dope for cards. this deck. And he now owns what is very clearly a contentious a deck. Contentious deck. Yeah. Through no fault of his own.
1: Yep. And he's been working on it for a little while. Right. And they printed Liliana Standard. And I said, it's, I didn't think it was going to make this much of a splash that's that's a lot. Well,
0: and it, it's been creeping up forever. But it's just like you know, it's just one more. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like you just you gave it a hell of a bomb.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Like I was playing. I mean, like I, when I was playing Pioneer against Casey, I, I I sculpted opening hands and sideboard choices around. I cannot let him go. Thought sees into Liliana. Yep. I just can't because that's the game's over. If we're playing a game and he goes thought sees whatever, say stick a threat whatever Liliana and it resolves,
0: I'm probably just done. Right. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, multi format all star. Dreadborer sees play in modern as well. Yep. Thought multi format all star. Uh huh. Fatal Push, multi format all star. Yep. Layla, uh, Liliana the Veil. For the vast historically majority. Historically yes. speaking, a multi format all star. Yeah. She's probably correct for Pioneer. She's been power crept out yep. of modern and legacy. Let's but she was there. almost
1: too good for those formats right. at one point.
0: Sheldred, multi format all star. Yep graveyard trespassers pretty much pioneer only bone crusher giant multi-format all-star was saw play in standard saw sees ton of play everywhere in pioneer ton of play in modern Tenacious underdog again primarily prime uh standard pioneer card kroxa sees play in pioneer saw play in standard sees play in modern a lot of play in modern it it, did see a lot of play in modern yeah like this deck is like 75 percent of modern deck yep so yeah it's strong very strong. Yeah, I mean they just subbed out uh Kalidus for Liliana uh, I, or for
1: Sheldon. I think Kalidas is on the weak side anyway. Yeah, I mean it, it's good. It's, it's very good.
0: Crap compared to Children. Compared to this deck, yeah. Like I mean, you, there's matchups where you'd want it, but like like if you if they're playing Graveyard kind of stuff like Yeah, of course. but It's a good sideboard card. Yeah, and that's where it's sitting. Yep. But or, <laughs> like, it's where it belongs. That's it's funny. like well I'd much rather have Children than this. No shit. So just Again, watch out, guys. Yeah, keep an eye on that. If that's you, why you always got to just play something like Elves. If
1: we've brought you <laughs> to the Pioneer Train, keep an eye on that.
0: But that's all I got.
1: All righty. Well, that's all you got. I uh, said I'm going to wrap our episode up a little bit. We did get a bit of a third topic in there, though. That's that's pretty cool. I'm glad Matt's here. Though. He always, always, he quite often pulls some things that I don't see or think about. He's he's an okay co host, I guess. So uh, as we wrap up, I want to give a final shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Car- or Patreon.com is uh, forward slash cantrip cartel. The higher tiers are kind of expensive, but I mean like the the first 3 months on um, both of them basically pay for themselves in swag, so, you know, it's an option. But either way, we appreciate everyone who listens. Uh I'm going to I'm going to call everybody out. We've had we've had a rough week on listenership this week, so uh get the fuck on it, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> he says to everyone who is listening,
0: I just I look at that. So, I that's something I know we're in the middle of plugs. I don't want to go too long yeah, here. Fine. Uh, that's something a lot of content creators, when they talk about the aspect of being a content creator, just got to ride the waves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, my wife checks me all the time. Like, hey, how's the podcast doing? How's the kids in class at pulling class asking. I'm like, yeah, we have like, you know, we have a low week, and that happens. It's fine. But thanks to our patrons, thanks to our listeners, we appreciate you all very much. No matter if you listen every week or once a month or once a year, we appreciate you very much. If you want to tell us you appreciate us or hate us or recommendations for the show or things like you see changed or whatever talk to us uh, we love talking to people we can be slow sometimes respond but we do love reading your stuff and talking to you you can email us at cantripcartel at gmail.com you can hit up our facebook like tim and call me out on being a fucking idiot you can hit us on twitter you can hit us on instagram uh, most of the places we have cantrip cartel yep so hit us up we'd love to hear from you uh, Matt, is there anything I'm forgetting or that you want to talk about this week?
0: No, I got briefly excited because there was a list in Modern League called Naya Elves and all it is is just the one Magus of the Moon on the side.
1: <laughs> well, so no, I'm good. <laughs> with that, I think we'll see you guys next week.
0: Yep, have a nice night, guys.
1: Why don't you do one this week?
0: So, I will uh, tap my Circle of Dreams Druid for seven, activate my elvish war master give all my elves plus two plus two and death touch until end of turn and uh, swing eight elves at you responses
1: boy this eliminate doesn't look very good nope (laughs) well sure sucks to go second yep take 30 Welcome, step on in to the cancer cartel. Jake and Matt chatting metagames while we'll slinging some spells, casting ales, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms of Sophia some so scary, so legendary. Queer and ranger the sylvan libraries where, when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birchlorian mounds. Gaia's cradle, exhale, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of Paradise sang, tropical islands of sound, allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs, stomping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found through their visions, thou serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses, make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel wrong cards with the cantrip trip cards out